and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you are here today. So today I want to talk about mental health issues and what happens when an employee opens up to you about a mental health issue. So sometimes as a CEO, as a leader, as a manager, you are going to have to deal with people's emotional trauma, emotional baggage, um, emotional issues. And let's face it, today, um, mental health is such a significant issue. And we cannot expect our employees or teammates or colleagues to just leave their personal lives at home. Those days are over. We are showing up to work as our whole selves. And the things that happen at home, our own mental health, that affects how we perform at work. And if we have a manager or a leader who can help us navigate when a crisis happens, then our employees can move through those faster. We can move those th- through those things faster. I've had my fair share of um, employees breaking down in my office, whether it's a work-related issue or a personal issue. And while it can be challenging and uncomfortable, I have found that by leaning into it, and having these conversations that you can really help people. So I'm not going to share any particular instances of emotional situations that my employees have had just out of respect for their privacy, but I can share what I have done to help people in those moments. So if you know somebody is having a mental health issue, the best thing that you can do is prepare yourself to have that conversation. The more you are prepared to um, address an issue or to have an employee open up to you, the better off you're going to be. So I recently saw one of my employees struggling. I knew that we were going to have to talk about it. Um, and I actually approached this person um, about what was going on because I care. And I could see that some of the behavior that, that was being exhibited was not healthy. And so I mentally prepared myself for what was going to come from this. Uh, I knew that it was going to be a hard conversation, that there were probably going to be tears involved, maybe a little bit of denialism, maybe a little bit of what aboutism as the person would maybe try to deflect what was happening to avoid the hard conversation. So I mentally prepared myself for all of these. What would I do if this person deflects the situation? What if I would I do if this person downplays the situation? What would I do if this person starts crying and breaks down and tells me everything so that I am mentally ready to have um, a, a tough conversation? Am I mentally ready for whatever the reaction might be? Because it might not be like, oh, thank you so much for asking. This is what's going on. And this is what I need um, in this situation. Most people are not like that at all. So I would always am trying to prepare myself if I know that it's going to be a tough conversation, if I can see that somebody is really struggling um, so that that I have that that preparation. The next thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that you are prepared to offer some solutions. So if you have an employee assistance program, an EAP, understand what its benefits are, Know what services you can direct that person to, whether it's within the organization, whether it's outside of the organization. Um, We have coaching within um, our our company at Stone Age, so I know when I can offer coaching as a potential solution. Uh, But it's really important that you understand what the options are so that you can convey that to an employee who might be really struggling with something because 
let's face it, you are not a therapist and you shouldn't be a therapist. You should listen. You should be compassionate. You should be empathetic and you should be willing to help. But it doesn't mean that you need to dive into issues that you are not trained in really having. So know what those resources are. Have them at the tips of your fingers so that you can offer that um, to that person help. Next, ask questions. Now, asking good questions is an art. And you don't want to make the person feel like they are just getting drilled with personal questions that make them feel uncomfortable. You need to be able to pull it out of people in a unassuming and non-aggressive way. So you can start the conversation off by saying, hey, I've just noticed that you're off lately and I'm wondering if there's something going on. Do you want to talk about what's what's been happening lately? And if a person says no, nothing is wrong, say, well, let me give you some examples so um, that, that you can see what I'm seeing. So in that moment when this happened, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What was going through your head? Asking questions helps people open up about what's going on. Now, some people would give you the advice of not asking questions about what's happening, what's causing the mental health crises. And I'm just a believer that that doesn't work. Um, and I understand why, right? Sometimes it's better to not know what's going on in somebody's life and you can certainly cross a boundary, but I find it really hard to truly understand what's going on if you don't at least have some sort of context about the situation. You don't need to pry and get every last detail, but if the person is, you know, it, it, it's okay to say, is there marital issues that's going on at home? Is there something else that's driving this? Help me have some context so I know how to advise you. You don't have to share all of the personal details with me, but I just am trying to build a framework here that we can work with to help you through this. That's what I do. I know some people would say, don't, don't go down the, that path, but I have found that I have a much deeper understanding and I can offer much better help and direction if I understand at least some context about what's going on. And a lot of times people do want to talk. They do want to open up. It might be hard for them to do that with their boss, but I've found nine times out of 10, it's always better when I ask at least some context questions so that I can understand what has been happening at least at a, a peripheral level. I am careful not to go down a rabbit hole of getting too personal. I have made that mistake before and I have regretted it because all of a sudden then I become that person's only confidant and that isn't healthy. You don't want to be that. You just need to be able to help that person through this particular issue to get them the help that they need so that way they can deal with what's going on in front of them and hopefully show up at the, as their very best selves once they work through the issue. So it's a fine line of asking questions of saying, you need to tell me enough about what's going on so that I can truly help you. You don't have to share the details. I don't want all of the intimate details, but I do need to have some context here. Be prepared to talk about the impact of the mental health um, crises that's happening it might be hard for a person to hear, but face it, they know that the way that they are showing up is impacting the way they work. And you don't want to do this in a way that says, and if it doesn't change, then you know, you're going to be reprimanded or you're going to be fired, right? You can say it in a way that says, hey, I know that this is going on and I can understand how this has a profound impact on you. 
And the way that you're showing up because of the stress that you're under is negatively impacting the relationships that you have with your coworkers. And I know that that's something that's really important to you. And I want to be able to help you through this situation so that you don't damage relationships when you get to the other side of this. So talking about the impact and helping them understand that there's something bigger that's going on than just their personal issue or their work issue that's causing um, a ripple effect. So that kind of conversation can be very useful while you're coming up with a solution um, to help them through that particular situation. If a person starts crying, that's okay. I know that it can be very uncomfortable, but the best thing you can do is just let them cry. I avoid trying to fill the silence with words or questions. Like let them get their emotions out and you can say it's okay to cry and give them some tissue and let them get through that initial emotional outburst. Don't try to move them out of it too quickly. Don't try to avoid them. Don't try to rush them out of your office. That's only going to make it worse. It's okay for someone to cry at work. It's not okay for someone to cry every single day at work, but it is okay when someone is having an emotional um, issue emotional crises when they start to open up about their mental health to get emotional. This is very difficult to talk about. It's very difficult to go through. And there's so much stigma around not bringing your stuff to work that it's hard for employees to open up about it and ask for the help that they need from their employer. So if somebody cries, be okay with it, have some tissue, let them cry. And then you can say, what would you need right now? Do you need me to just listen? Do you need me to distract you? We could go for a walk and I could distract you. Do you need me to help you problem solve? Do you want to talk through different options here? What do you need? I learned this in YPO. We have what's called forums where we um, do experience share about the issues that we have going on in work and life and family. And it can be a positive thing and it can be a negative thing. But we, but in my forum, we always start, well, what do you need? Do you need just experience share? Do you need someone to give you advice? Or do you need a team to come in and like, hey, let's figure out how to fix this together because it's a, a real crisis situation. So while that, that particular context um, doesn't necessarily work in these situations, you can use that same sort of framework. Do you need me to listen? Do you need me to distract you? Do you need me to help you come up with options to problem solve right here? That is a really good way to get them to tell you what they need because the worst thing that you can do is help someone problem solve by offering solutions when they just want you to listen. So instead of assuming what they need or want, ask, how can I help you right now? I can just listen. I can distract you. I can help you problem solve. It's so helpful. Mental health crises are going to be part of the norm ongoing. Uh, it's a major issue in our society right now. And we as leaders cannot stick our heads in the grounds and say that it's not my problem. They just need to deal with it outside of work. People spend most of their time at work and they need support from their leadership, from their companies to be able to go through tough times. I have had dozens and dozens and dozens of employees go through crises while working for me. Many. I have some who are going through some right now. And almost every single one has come out the other side stronger because we have helped them. 
I have given people sabbaticals. I have given people coaching. I have listened to them. We have offered extra EAP, all kinds of resources to help people get through those issues that they're going through. And it seems so big in the moment, but usually when people get to the other side, they're like, okay, right? An emotional issue is not necessarily going to last forever, right? It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be ongoing, especially if we can help our employees get the support and the resources they need to address their issues so that they can come out the other side stronger and show up as a better version of themselves. We all need it. I certainly did. I was a complete mess in my late 20s. And I absolutely finally asked for help. And that's when I was able to change my life for the better. If I didn't ask my boss for help, if I didn't tell him I need to go home, and if he didn't support me in the change that I made of leaving my job and moving back to Durango, it would have been so much worse. Everybody can use a little bit of help from time to time. And sometimes that little bit of help is all they need to be able to move through it and come out the other side stronger. So that's my advice um, on helping people who tell you that they're having mental health crises, mental health um, uh, issues. How can you support them better through that? It's really important. Okay, question of the week. So what do you do when you find yourself really angry, upset, or annoyed about a situation? So I was asked this question during a recent podcast interview that I did, and the podcast host was so happy to hear this piece of advice that I thought I should share it with all of you too. So the number one thing that I do when I am getting annoyed at a situation or somebody or angry or upset is I stop and I tell myself three different possible stories, right? We humans are so good at assuming that we know why people are doing the things that they do, that we're so sure that we understand a situation. And oftentimes we are wrong. And I really like challenging my thinking um, just because I think it doesn't make it true. I tell myself that all the time, even though it's hard to go, how can it be if I think it? It's not true. But it isn't, right? There can be multiple truths that exist at the same time. And that's really hard for some people to understand who want things to be black and white or who are confident that they just absolutely know why somebody did something, why a situation is unfolding the way it is. But the reality is, is most of the time that we're wrong. We're really bad at making assumptions and judgments um, on people's characters, on people's motivations and understanding the nuances behind a situation. So that is why I tell myself three different possible stories. So if I'm annoyed because a person is doing something, instead of saying, well, this person is doing this because of X, Y, Z, I tell myself three different stories. Well, this person might be doing this because he doesn't understand the problem ahead. He might be doing this because he's feeling pressure from somebody else, maybe his boss, maybe his peers. He is doing this not out of bad intention, but because he's thinking that he's doing the right thing, right? If you try to tell yourself three different stories about a particular situation and try to turn those stories into something that's positive, what you do is you realize that maybe what you're thinking, maybe your assumption is not correct and that there might be other um, alternatives than the spin that you're putting on a specific situation. It is a very powerful tool. Make yourself come up with three alternative stories. Anytime that you are jumping to a conclusion, that you're upset about something, that you are judging somebody, 
when you are assuming why you that you know why something is happening and you might be surprised to find that you are wrong and you might be surprised to find that there are many more positive outcomes to a situation than what you might give the person or the situation credit for so that's my advice tell yourself three alternative stories and make sure they're positive ones and then see what happens i promise you'll feel better um it's a great way to challenge your thinking challenge your assumptions and to stop always judging people so harshly <laughs> all right that is my episode for this week thank you so much for joining me I look forward to hosting you on next week's interview. And if you like this podcast, please, please, please subscribe to it, share it with a friend, write a review, rate it on iTunes. I appreciate it so much. Have a great day. Take care.